0: hello welcome to the high console podcast uh yeah let's get right into it uh i was mentioning before we actually hit the record button that the last episode was one of our most popular so i guess uh well first off thanks for all the support and listens uh and yeah i guess the people just really love like i said the unemployment (laughs) podcast but uh yeah that's i guess the first update (laughs) <laughs> how about you
1: um yeah i'm good
2: uh nothing too crazy going on i did get a part-time job so technically i'm partly employed so
0: yeah Great work movement not anti-work movement like that
2: i mean it's pretty it's as close to anti-work as you can get with actually like not being unemployed because
0: it's like hey, a part-time
2: awesome. remote job.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Which I feel like I wish all humanity had that opportunity yeah, to work I, was
0: a, I was gonna say a job like it, that. Do you know if they're hiring?
2: <laughs> I can give you I can give you their information if you want it.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well maybe yeah, after we hit the end on this podcast. But uh yeah, I was gonna mention this as well because you asked. Uh the unemployment lifestyle is nice, but unfortunately, when you want nice things like me and my girlfriend do we uh get them and then we have to pay them off so we just recently got the nicest tv i've ever seen probably like for normal people not like like a curved john or anything like that but uh yeah it's a 75 inch frame flat screen so it is it mounts to the wall it's flat and it looks like a picture frame and you can set it so it just has a painted picture, like uh, still on the wall, which I have it as right now, and it looks awesome. And uh, yeah, the TV is fantastic. It has you know the best capabilities for gaming, like the HDR, HDR, 60 frames per second. Like it even has a special HDMI, like one of the special HDMI ports to plug in for gaming. You know, because you need even a specific port for like the PS5. And uh, yeah, I, I a, and I have a PS5. Like, so I'm very much thankful for all the stuff that I have, all while not actually having to work for it just yet. I mean, I have had jobs in the past, of course, but uh, currently enjoying not working. Uh, speaking of jobs, I just remembered this. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but jobs can be uh, hazardous. But uh, let's get back to what I wanted to hubbly brag about. This TV is amazing. And once you visit, I can't wait for you to experience its full grandeur. And uh, yeah, the TV. Do you want to guess how expensive a seventy-five-inch oh flat God, TV frame TV is?
2: A, a grand.
0: <laughs> I wish. Let's try. With-
2: <laughs> it's more. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me guess again.
1: Three grand. Ding ding ding.
2: <laughs> I got it right. Yeah.
0: So, uh, the original nice. price, so before we lose all our our listeners and like, oh my gosh this this guy's uh uh the one percent a bourgeoisie, oh uh, no, it won, like I said, I have a girlfriend, so it was half the price. We automatically like go into it with like half the price in mind, like in terms of math. that's how we manage this lifestyle. and it was actually on sale, so my girlfriend also has an eye for deals and sales. she. Is like a moth to a flame when it comes to those sorts of things, and it was actually a very, very good deal. It was a third off, so instead of three thousand dollars originally, it was two thousand dollars. And since it's half the price, because we each pay for half of most things, it was only a thousand, so I couldn't really complain about that. And it's, yeah, like I said, the nicest TV that I've ever seen. It has its own like channel apps it has it's a samsung so it has like samsung tv don't even know like it has like it, you know has standard nonsense like old movies fox news all that nonsense stuff that you, you like your grandparents leave on you're like how'd they had they even get this i guess it just comes with the tv package and uh yeah it's just awesome and it also even comes with an xbox app like they are enticing you to get xbox cloud and like hey all you need is uh is a you know a controller, and you can play all your Xbox games right on the TV, and all you'd need is the TV, like that's where Xbox really has that market or cloud services. But uh, yeah, I just really wanted to mention that, and yeah, it's nice to look at, but also not nice to have to pay off, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, well, that's cool. Glad you're enjoying your TV.
2: Myself, I don't really watch TV, but
0: well, yeah, that's the thing. We don't like watch TV. TV, we just you know go on Hulu and stuff like Netflix. We just finished watching two episodes of House of the Dragon, and we literally stopped watching it because we oh, wanted yeah. to for a bigger TV. We we're like, well, I mean, we could watch it, but don't we want to watch? Wait until wow. We watch it on like essentially like a movie theater, like a home theater grade TV. That's Interesting. It is indeed better. Can confirm. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> our logic with things. It's like pretty silly, pretty one percenter. But uh, yeah, that's us. <laughs> one percenter. Yeah, that's how uh, imagine the one percenters live. Obviously, we know they live far better. But uh, uh, yeah, anything in particular you wanna you wanna talk about before I lean into the other one percenter that's been in the news lately?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: no. Let's talk about him.
0: All right. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard that Elon has Ma, Yeah, yeah, he's successfully (laughs) bought Twitter. He's fired the board and he's already threatened the developers to create. I forget what it is like create a certain like system within seven days or they're fired. (laughs) I forgot what it was even, but I was just like, wow, that's a great way to assert yourself as boss, as manager. Do this or you're fired. (laughs) Your bosses who I just fired, yeah, you can meet up with them in the unemployment line if you don't do what I tell you. So already classic. And he's crowdsourcing ideas for profitability on Twitter. That's probably the best part, like the most poetic part about this whole acquisition. And I don't know if you remember this, but I would just like to remind all of our uh, faithful listeners that he did at one point a couple years ago. So 2020, I want to say. Uh, literally on Twitter, say, funny enough, on Twitter, uh, ask, and like have this whole back and forth with people who claimed that or suggested that with his immense wealth that he could solve major like existential problems like world hunger or like uh, lack of housing, like uh, secure housing. And Elon Musk was like, "I will give six billion dollars, six billion with a B, if you can tell me how." like that money, $6 billion could go to help and like world hunger or like directly help people in need. And a lot of mathematicians, and you know, people who help people for a living actually were able to prove that it would be very beneficial and damn near probably actually be successful, but Elon Musk rather spend $44 billion, So more than four times that on a bird app on the public town square, as he likes to call it. Yeah on on and just a business sense alone twitter has not been profitable except for like two quarters out of the business cycle so even on that front like the best move the best deals i guess i don't know i don't know hey maybe i'm not a billionaire so i guess i can't talk he's clearly the smartest and best if he's the billionaire
2: no no but what's interesting is that he doesn't have six billion dollars to just spend to end world hunger or to like buy twitter and shit like it's all loans and like and
0: speculated assets and shit so it's it's like assets that's like i oh know what i also love talking about on like this platform like our our little podcast here is like our like our financial knowledge and like historic knowledge and just like real world stuff but because yeah as you said uh, Elon Musk is not walking into like Twitter HQ or like the Bank of America with briefcases of $100 bills and be like, All right, here's the money, boys. Like, it's a mafia transaction. He has asset managers who are con- like, who are contacted with lawyers saying, All right, Elon has like 10% of Tesla shares that he can give, and he has 5% of, uh, you know, whatever company. Oh, yeah, Starlink shares or whatever. And also, he has obviously assets like a car or a house that he could leverage it's like oh okay i own a like a million dollar or a billion dollar home let's say and i could you know leverage that asset to like you know give me money off of that and that's how rich people generally have like do dealings and stuff so it's not only stocks but it's also their physical assets and that's why net worth is so important like net worth is how many assets you have the sum total of the value of those assets and assets can be anything from a car to a house to a watch so the actual cash money in your hand but most of the time the cash money is usually the least valuable thing on you. so it's funny how you know rappers are walking around quite literally wearing their money and like showing you look at all the twenty dollar bills in my pocket and you know bill gates has all his millions of $20 bills in property and in stocks and other assets that are invisible. So no one can steal it right off of his dead body. And let's steer into the takeoff news. If you haven't heard, uh, sorry if I, you know, chuckled a little bit. It's just anytime one of these stories happens, it's always the same thing. Like a media like bombardment, all your friends, all like literally TMZ, all the social medias, post yep, he died all right and you know everyone's reaction everyone has a take and then it gets buried in the next news cycle <laughs> what do you think about the latest news and elon our demigod of finance and knowledge
2: i think it's the alienation and dehumanization of people under capitalism
0: that's what it is um to what part in particular you mean just like, like celebrity I and mean, be like, oh no well, particularly
2: so. with like hip hop and like you know rappers um just rap being a rapper being one of the most dangerous jobs you can have uh in this country because you know of gun violence and And
0: envy, honestly, gun violence, envy, and the access to both, like the uh, just accessibility to technology, and like those two things combined are just like oof, bad. I mean, I don't
2: know if it's envy, like it's kind of
0: just. I don't. Well, maybe that was the wrong word. It's like more like ire or like disdain, even because there's some cases where, like, I think it was like xxx or like someone like they were being robbed or something, you know. And like that's envy, like for someone like taking something that someone else has because you want it or maybe because you're financially like necessary. But like if you're financially needy, like are you robbing a, you know, a multimillionaire like like rapper or am I robbing just a Joe Schmo on the street? Like if I was like in a bad situation, why would I risk robbing the motherfucker who has millions of fans, enough money to probably find me and enough motherfuckers who would like want to like would have motive to find me? Like, that seems a bit risky to me, but, you know, people who rob are not in the best of, like, scenarios in general. But uh, another one I was thinking of was uh, the Nipsey Hussle assassination, where the other person, from what I understood from the reporting, was they were envious. They didn't like him. They didn't like, the like, the moves he was making in the community, and he shot his ass, right, on the stoop. So it's, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the situation, like, the context, but I don't know.
2: Just people with too many guns escalating dumbass shit that in other countries no one would care about.
0: But here, like,
2: shit is, it turns to gun violence because there's more guns than people. That's basically what it is.
0: I don't know if it's that simple. But I feel like it's a. I
2: mean, there's rappers with egos and beefs everywhere. Like yeah, in every but also there's offer, shootings but...
0: everywhere too. Like I was listening to some mm, of my. Oh, no, there aren't shootings rapper. in
2: countries that don't have guns like that. I mean,
0: yeah, of course. Like there couldn't be any. Like there's literally yet. a mass They're shooting not. every
2: day. Rapper dies every week. Like this shit yeah. is dumb.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not saying that a lack of guns or a surplus of guns is helping them and i'm not saying a lack of guns would probably we'd also see suspiciously a decline in gun violence probably but i'm saying i don't know there's something special about america where i feel like we're exceptionally violent and just like exceptionally passionate people and Uh it's really like it's really Exhausting. I think
2: we're just the same as everyone, except we have so many guns that we don't know what to do with them except shoot ourselves and shoot other people over dumb oh. shit. That's basically I mean, I don't see I, mean, I don't there's no. no difference between American culture and like Whoa. I mean that that is what American <laughs> culture is. It's like gun crazy. That's that's what's unique about us. That's the only thing that's unique about us, our special and our,
0: our passion for things and i don't know i feel like there are some differences okay well here in general all humans are the same but in particular if uh, if two groups of humans live a particular way on two different sides of the planet they're going to act they're going to have different values generally but they're still going to be humans and i'm just saying america with their mixture of like you know hyper violent culture and guns and capitalism and like, lack of it's like that freedom aspect. Like, hey, there's sort of like lack of safety measures, like safety barriers in a sense, and also like severe lack of social safety nets in general, like healthcare, like certain healthcare standards and stuff like that. So it's just like a terrible, like, storm, I feel like, of things. Like, yeah, you could say that if guns didn't exist in America, uh, people wouldn't be shot as much but hey there might be an increase in stabbings then or just general violence in general if you're in america you know so it's like okay maybe it's the thing about that is
2: like yeah stabbings okay but like this man was shot like likely by well what people are saying the rumor is that he's shot by his own like basically shooters in a like a reckless situation where he was just standing off to the side and then got clipped by like one of his own guys who can't shoot and then also he got hit like once the shooting started because obviously once someone starts shooting now everyone's shooting and he just got like just literally in the crossfire died so like you don't die in like cross stabbing like
0: true 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 but even in countries where you not think of that generally happening like i remember a story a couple years ago and granted it was a couple years ago and by a couple i mean like i think a decade about like the tokyo or like the japanese uh train stabber where he would literally go into cars and just stab as like in train cars and stab as many people as possible so like there are psychopaths everywhere and yeah i get it gang violence and uh psychopaths stabbing people is different but See, I now know. imagine
2: there's psychopaths everywhere, but you have a country have that has <laughs> like literally 400 million guns. Yeah,
0: but like, And another thing, I mean, it's funny. We're talking about guns and stuff. This is going to be a very politically charged episode, by the way, <laughs> I guess. It's just a lot of stuff's been going on in America. Uh, maybe rightfully so, because we're so, so, so much. That's just a great way to describe us. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, the second. Person in line to the presidency's spouse was assaulted in their own home. And yeah, that was kind of just a little blip on like media radar until people really started looking into it and a good old fashioned misinformation started coming in. So that's really gets the people just saying
2: that he had a hammer and not a gun.
0: I was just about to say, and the thing that the reason why I brought it up was because. (laughs) the perp didn't have a gun. And I was going to say it was kind of surprising, but also perfect example of if someone wants to commit violence, they're going to commit, they're going to find out. Yeah. Way. But
2: they're going to be a lot less successful. That's yeah. The they're going to
0: be less effective and it's going to take them longer, which I guess is the only things you can ask for. But I don't know. I That's you know.
2: huge. The fact that he didn't have a gun is huge. They probably lived in that situation just because he had a hammer and not a gun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you brought a hammer to a gunfight. Like, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just really don't see anything in terms of gun legislation effectively being passed anytime soon. So, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where you kind of just have to either buy a gun or get, get you know, body armor. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> either buy a gun or... I think
2: not buying a gun is the answer. That's what I think.
0: I mean, but the thing is, other people are already buying guns. Like, yeah, in a perfect Uh, world, I
2: prefer a world with guns. Move, move through the world without a gun, assuming that other people have guns, and I feel like that's a good strategy because you're gonna be less antagonistic, or i.e. be a pussy, and that's how you you should be moving through the world because (laughs) if you think about it, if you think about it, like someone could kill you with a punch, like if they if they get the right hit on like on the wrong day, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) like or at the right or a specific spot where you can fall and not like so the thing is we're so vulnerable to each other and like and we live in a country where anyone could have a gun like cops see guns when they're not there because they just assume and like people die when they are like innocent you know and so it's like if you're moving the way you should be moving you don't need a gun like the gun is gonna escalate the situation like uh, any, like a gun is like a multiplier on any situation where it's like now it could become deadly because you have this gun or this gun could you could get an altercation not like get your gun taken from you and now you have a gun being used against you or it goes off accidentally and someone dies or you take it out and you shoot your rambo and you miss and hit you know take off at you know it's like
1: I feel like the solution is
0: to just get rid of all guns. Batman doesn't use guns. Let's just say that,
2: because it's cooler to watch him fight in the cartoon. Well, I don't know.
0: In the comics, in certain comics and stories, they did give a legitimization to his reasoning, where it was literally just an escalation factor, where if Batman brings a handgun bad guys are going to bring assault rifles if batman brings an assault rifle they're going to bring bazooka yeah
2: that's the thing but in the movies they're already bringing all that shit anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, yeah and, and, yeah. and he's
2: still just got his little battery good and and, the, the, bat
0: uh, the funny thing is uh that's same sort of thing and yeah and and batman he does get crazy gadgets and stuff that's almost equivalent to guns in some cases but uh i'm bringing it back to the real world for a moment uh the reason why that police forces in this country in particular are so well funded in terms of money and so well endowed in terms of like force in terms of just straight up military grade hardware is because in San Francisco in the like fifties or, or like sixties, or maybe it was in seventies. It doesn't matter. You can look it up folks. But uh, back in the early days before the police stations were nice and funded (laughs) Uh, There was an old fashioned style bank robbery, but it was with these guys who actually came out of GTA and they came out with the full bodysuit armor like they were in Call of Duty and like in the juggernaut suit and police that showed up and like to try to stop them literally could not stop them because all they had were uh, pistols, you know, like just standard hammer pistols that would like have six shots like they were cowboys And they had military, like, yeah, like military grade armor and had way better guns. And the police literally just had to let them go, like, while they were hiding in cover, shooting back because they could not stop them. And I'm pretty sure, like, they got away. And after that, the police were like, all right, we need literal military grade hardware. And that's where it all started, essentially. That's where it really kicked off.
2: I mean, that's interesting, but it also has to do with just, like, the military-industrial complex and the fact that, like, you have government contracts, like, constantly...
0: Course. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's like, always the capitalist aspect, but if there isn't, even there, if there wasn't if there a, a way to sell it to the people, there isn't like no one's gonna be buying it, like no one's gonna be like, Hey, I need this wartime gear to stop this uh, this uh, jaywalker. Well, or no, there. they would
2: because that's how because <laughs> it's like a literally fascist state, so of course they're gonna have all know. of the weapons. They, like, even the if it. there weren't a situation like this where someone was robbing the bank, you know, like some private army was robbing a bank, like. It's, it would still be... We'd still have a militarized police force in the United States. I guarantee, you. Like, you don't spend trillions of dollars on weapons a year and then, like, in a country for, like, a country's military and then the police, like, are somehow gunned or, like, underfunded, like, when it comes to weapons? Like, nah, that's like the what the democrats and republicans the only thing they can agree on ever is like spending for the military.
0: I mean, yeah, but generally it depends like cuz military spending is so broad cuz it goes from everywhere from like R&D to making new drugs for the military to making new weapons for the military to making you know, to contracts like military contracts like sometimes the actual military government just hires a third party to do shit that they don't want to do and that counts in their budget. So yeah, it is big bombs and you know guns, but it's not like they're just sending a big check to the gun factory and they're just making more guns. It's a bit more nuanced than that.
2: I mean, essentially. I feel like that no, nah, that's sending a big check to the gun factory. Yeah, that's like Raytheon, Lockheed Martin,
0: yeah, I little have stock uh, in that. And then you know have and up?
2: then they, they lobby money. the the people they lobby uh politicians to go to war, to, to incentivize.
0: Yeah, They lobby them to either Like those are the war, war hawks in or, Washington who want us to go to war at all times. Stabilize things. The stabilize things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To stabilize what?
0: I said destabilize.
2: Oh, destabilize.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I feel like you're giving too much credit to these people. Like, it's, at the end of the day, all read by people. And people aren't as smart as they think they are. But, uh, also... <laughs> there's uh, only so many... Like, I've been... Like I said I literally have stock in these companies so I'm quite literally in in you know in not in bed with them but I can see how they are in, in bed with them I can see how they're doing at any time I mean if you up. have stock in weapon
2: manufacturers then I'd say you're in bed with them
0: <laughs> <laughs> But they're, you're they're a shareholder as I Wait you actually
2: I, do have stocks in in like what Raytheon
0: Lockheed Martin Yeah and I think we're Raytheon. Let's
2: check. Yeah, that's interesting. Do I? I mean, that's if you're gonna put your money in a stock that seems like not bad because you know the war profiteers they're gonna get their pay day eventually. So.
0: And recently, they did make a pretty good jump. So, oh yeah, <laughs> gains is is thirty four percent. So that's
2: pretty good. Update. Oh Lord.
0: Since I went in, yeah. So I probably, sh- probably should have put more money in. Hey. Why not? But I was going to say that in general, though, wars are finite, I don't know. It's finite, but also potentially infinite if you can get as many. Oh, you know what's really cool that I did some research on? Uh, the NATO, like the NATO particulars. Like, yeah, all these countries are bidding for if they want to join NATO. But I was curious on what that even like entailed. And it's really, 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 really cool for military manufacturers <laughs> because oh, I'm sure because once you join NATO, every country is literally required by like the law to spend. I think it's one percent of their general GDP. It's like one or two percent of their overall GDP on military arms like on their military and it, they're contractually like obligated to buy from American military companies. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so it's I didn't know cool. that. Yeah, it's very very cool. So Well, that just shows you how
2: the fucking military industrial complex works.
0: Yeah, and how much NATO is like influential and uh how like how kind of Overt, it is like, hey, we want to join NATO. Oh, okay. What that really means is we will allow you to put weapons and stuff on our on our soil if you give us some production. It's mafia style, baby, but in the real world.
2: Or governments.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's on
2: the the international, on the global level. Global mafias, national mafias.
0: And that's one thing I always appreciated about history. Like it's zoom out nature. Like you can see so much, like it's like a chessboard. You can see so much of what's happening and like what will happen.
1: That's boy. You know,
0: yeah. Like just because of history and like, and like just, I appreciate it so much. And it's just so funny to see it like unfold in real time and see the, the steps that made it, made this you know current time possible it's just like so funny like the way russia is today is because of communism and the way that america is today is because of capitalism and they both arguably aren't being implemented in the best ways that they should be except maybe capitalism because capitalism is best as it literally capitalism as it like is defined by itself is like best dis- like best unfettered like it prefers to be unregulated and like you know un yeah unregulated is the best way to describe it capitalism w- does not enjoy rules it loves to do dirty shady things for profits anything for profit but uh
2: i mean i feel like capitalism is like a self-eating kind of system like it's It's like self. it wants to be unregulated because it wants to like basically create a monopoly as fast as it's possible if you can, that's if what you i can do it. that like it's harder to make a monopoly with regulations it shouldn't be impossible but yeah. <laughs> yeah. the less regulation there is the faster you can do that and like that's what it ultimately wants to do so but
0: the, that's the thing like with any resource it's finite so let's say i make like I'm a sugar person, I make sugar, like no matter how good or like no matter how good I am at making the sugar, it's always going to have to be like a certain price or at the whims of my crops, my land, or even at the whims of my customers. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, there's only so much land I can buy, only so much I can produce of sugar and only so much demand. And yeah, I don't know. It's just what like what's it all for at the end of the day? Like capitalism's drive is for like more, but for what? You like you have to ask that, I feel like. And that was one of the main cuz I used to love capitalism as a kid. I loved money and loved buying things and loved new toys. And, and you still
2: don't?
0: I mean, I do, but it's like it there's a certain burden to it where I enjoy it and I wish I had more of it, absolutely, but i wish i lived in a world where i didn't need it and i just feel like if we lived in in a like if we all just agreed as a society to just take a step back and live simpler we'd all be a lot happier like we invented taxes i'll never get over this we fucking invented taxes i'll be damned (laughs) but uh the worst part is like all these people are like oh we could be like be taxless and eating fruit and running in the forest all day but we chose to do taxes but um unfortunately sorry to break it to those people even in like ancient times there were taxes it's just instead of gold it was rice instead of rice it was wheat instead of wheat it was land instead of land it was men instead of men it was daughters instead of daughters it was something else there's always going to be a quote-unquote tax that you're going to have to pay to the guy who owns your land or who you owe fealty to or loyalty to sadly but um, yeah it just depends on what form it is in Uh, So, I don't know, there are times where I'm nostalgic for those, like, Garden of Eden, romantic sorts of, like, ideas of, man, that's what humanity could have been, or may have been, even at a point. But, man, we have really gotten far.
2: I mean, taxes are better than, because the Garden of Eden is, like, a metaphor for, like, animals, right? In nature. I feel like...
0: Metaphor for, uh, I think, Heaven on Earth like like paradise and uh, yeah like being at peace with nature and like being in harmony that's the word well isn't that what animal
2: like i feel like that's just i feel like the garden of eden is like a metaphor for like human beings like in their animalistic like not as cognitively advanced state like just like animals where it's like there's no there's no sin because you don't have (laughs) self-recognition like of course like you know killing Each like animals killing each other that's not a sin right because you they don't know better than like that's just what they do that's this nature like it's a nature you're not sinning but like it's not like a human killing another human being for no reason is like or not for eating purposes or any or like self-defense or just just because like that's sinful I don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe So like That is I'm not crazy. I don't long for like the Garden of Eden.
0: Well, not necessarily that. I just would really like to just relax all my life and not have to worry about taxes. <laughs> like I'd love to just chill in like Wait, so
2: your problem is taxes but not working to live. Well, that's
0: the thing. Like I would like gardening, I wouldn't mind maintaining like a garden and like having to work for my food and stuff. Like that is to be expected. I just don't want to have to expend extra work other people I or don't have to, I don't want to have to do it's like I, I really would, don't have
2: a problem with taxes at all to be honest they're fine
0: well that's the thing like I don't know if I'm if we're just being hyper focused on the taxes like yeah taxes in in and of themselves are useful in terms of yeah if I give the my state money for like funds for things it should be done like for school education for roads for certain like food assurances yeah my taxes should be used for that and like yeah there should be you know uh there should be money allotted for that and i don't mind paying my fair share it's just i don't know i feel like i feel like the mis- alien... allocated for one <laughs> and for two i just feel like there's two like there's not enough for me per se to go around In general, like, the the average person is, like, spending way too much money on expenses rather than uh, saving slash enjoying the life that they have.
2: I mean, I yeah, I feel like it has less to do with taxes and just has more to do with the fact that, like, you know, the owner class is just siphoning wage, like, basically committing wage theft So and, like, crushing wages. And also, they're like the side effect of them basically inflating their assets is like inflation, and so basically, you have you're making the same amount of money, but as time goes on, your money's worth less and like has less buying power. So like, you get mad at taxes, but it's like that's not really like if you were paying if you were getting paid what you should if there
0: were jobs
2: to be employed at that paid you what you're supposed to be making then taxes wouldn't be a problem
0: yes but also i was gonna say oh, uh... damn i forgot
1: hmm. having to do with jobs hmm. and taxes
2: hmm. and not wanting to do it or feeling like there's not enough of you to go around Cause there isn't enough. Like there is, so, there is enough to go around, but it's just like. Oh,
0: okay, I got it now. So yeah, well, here's one thing, or two things rather. Uh, one, the classic thing about uh capitalism, also that I was gonna get to was the more you make of any project, like going back to the sugar example, the more sugar I make, like the better at sugar I, like the beggar the better at sugar making I am, the less valuable inherently that sugar is, like the demand. <laughs> and the supply of it will have an inverse relationship that's what any economist worth their salt will tell you and compound that so like inherently capitalism like defeats itself like oh i want to be really good at making this thing so i can make millions of them and sell them well if you made millions of them they'll be worthless <laughs> so depending on what it is of course but uh, also what our government does, which is wonderful, is they actually implement an inflation rate on top of that. So, not only do you have your regular like capitalism, like, yeah, as you were saying, like the rich, eat, like taking away your money, like quite literally through like wage theft and not paying their fair share in taxes as well, but also with inflation, they purposefully yearly by yearly in- lower the value essentially of money to increase or entice you to spend the money you have now because it will be worth less tomorrow, essentially, or like in a couple of years, not quite literally tomorrow. But if you have been paying attention to like grocery stores in the past decade or anyone's mom or dad can tell you, oh, a carton of eggs used to cost me like $4 or $3 or whatever they'll tell you. And you can look now and it will be way more than that. And the reason is because of inflation as a kid, I didn't understand why prices, like when we'd come to the store, just kept on going up. Like There never seemed to be a day where someone said, man, these prices went down. It's like, God damn, these prices yeah, are always price, going um, up. They don't go and, down. Yeah, and the reason for that is because our government literally is trying to entice us to spend the money, put it back into the system instead of putting it, let's say, under our mattress or something like that. And that part of capitalism also just... Really frustrates me, or just our government in general, like our American system. <laughs> we got here. Welcome to the American system. It's different from anything else you've ever seen or heard of before.
2: And there's another self defeating aspect of capitalism whereby you have, you know, owners who are committing wage theft, you know, like just extorting their workforce. And then want them to go out and spend the little money they have in the market. And so the market slows because no one has money to spend. And, but they just like try to make up for it by like, like what uh, of one rich person, like just can't consume on the same level as like a whole working class. So it's just like.
0: Yeah, that's the other aspect. The market was... would be healthy
2: if people made more money and like they weren't so was... greedy at the top
0: and it was spread around more exactly like if everyone had like a billion dollars and they're like okay spend that million on whatever you want people would be going to like restaurants people would be going to stores people would be doing a whole bunch of shit like that that honestly any financial advisor would tell them not to do but if you gave a mil like let's say 10 million dollars to one guy like and he's already rich let's say or knows like what to do with money he would he would invest it he would save it he'd put it into either a bank he'd put it into like stocks he'd like invest in his business and those are things that yeah are valuable to the town or whatever but they're not as directly impactful as literally giving like a thousand people a million dollars and them just running to their local shops and restaurants and just giving the money straight back to the you know to the patrons or to the owners and uh yeah most of the time rich people like, it's, like, studies have shown most of the time, like, rich people are the ones that hoard their wealth and, like, quite literally just sit on it or spend it on, like, a boat that is exclusively theirs or spend it on land that they'll exclusively, like, leisure on. And, uh yeah, generally, <laughs> the general populace does not do that. And even then, like, could you imagine, like, just think about, it, like, okay, one rich family going on, like, a trip to Italy. Nice that doesn't do much for Italy's GDP. But if a thousand people took a trip to Italy, Italy is like, oh shit, tourists. Like, oh, like that's actually great because Italy loved like, I don't know if this is still true, but in general, tourism is good for countries. So even in that aspect, you can be like, oh, there, it, there is a possible way for this to affect or be more effective the more people Get the financial You know benefits financial Love I'll say That's all I want some financial Love from Uncle Sam.
2: Financial love Well did Something you Like an album
0: <laughs> A rap album about Financial, about to get some financial
2: love. love Oh my gosh Yeah
1: Yeah but What about
2: the student loan uh, Forgiveness that's financial love that shit is
0: being debated in court right now. I'm hoping <laughs> that, that, that'll even pass. And that's the like thing about capitalism. Like, goddamn, we will literally um, give tax breaks to corporations, but Lord help you if you try to give a, a literal, just a general money break to Joe Schmo trying to get a degree. You can't have that. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: It's uh. The 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 debt slavery servitude was the whole point of it the whole, the scheme so
0: it's like I would say it's working out just fine. I, how you
2: can't undo you can't can't undo it. We gotta fight you tooth and nail on that.
0: The only way that I can see real change happening in the world is if you loyal listener continue listening and share this podcast. That way we become the 1% and we can bring all these big ideas to the Illuminati table and then they'll listen and then they'll agree and then the New World Order will come and then we can thank the High Council. And yeah, that's how it'll go. So wow, if you want your fun. voice heard, you'll like, share, and uh, listen to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, anything else uh, you got to say? Because we are running a bit long. Um, nope. I guess that's it. Sweet. I mean, yeah, I just noticed that recording is about to cut, so I did feel like we we're getting in some pretty cool topics, but uh, I would hate for it to just abruptly end on us.
1: Yeah. Well, good, good podcast.
0: Yeah, it was a great episode. Appreciate it as always, and uh, yeah, we appreciate the listen, guys. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>